Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. What a save! in with the glove! Unbelievable! McDavid, 500 points! Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. This is a little bit obscene in terms of what the Edmonton Oilers are doing on the power play. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Kevin Bouchard with a little snapshot from the right point! I'm James Neal. Start on this. Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the Battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades! Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. Unbelievable. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Connor McDavid wins the game for Edmonton. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. in the context of today's edition of Oilers Now. It is brought to you as always by Digitex, by our Lease Your Next Office Network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Coming up on today's show, uh, we will recap a hard-fought Montreal Canadiens 4-3 victory over the Edmonton Oilers and hit on a theme that emerged during the course of last night's game. And why we maybe have to come to terms with, that's just the way it is, man. At least in the short term. Uh, we will also have from NHL Hockey on Rogers, Sportsnet's Louis DeBrusque joining us today at 1235. For our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network at 105. And George LaRock, a one-time member of the Green Party. That's pretty significant, because what's the day-to-day, Mr. Escott? It's Earth Day, Bob. It's, it's Earth Day. It's Earth Day. There you go. So uh, we'll have a, a little bit of uh, context and conversation uh, a bit around that as well. And trust me, as somebody who had a past life working in the reforestation industry for 11 springs and summers, you know, you develop an appreciation for nature and 
maybe what defines renewable as well. So there you go. We'll hit on that a little bit later on. Weather is coming off a, uh, it was a, uh, Geez, that was a playoff style. That was a playoff style game. There's no question right from the get-go. It was physical. It was nasty. Unfortunately, Edmonton ended up playing two games where they did not have a couple of their more physical players, Juju Akira and Zach Cassian, involved. Um, that kind of ended up playing a bit of a factor, I think, in the course of the two games and maybe limited some of Edmonton's options. You can reach us at any time, by the way, on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. When the province of Alberta gets back up and at them, the River Cree will get back up and at them. Excitement bet on it. And you can text us on our Ashley Five Floors text line. I will have a theme shortly for you. Get some of your thoughts. You can find everything you'll need for your next flooring project at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue or at ashleyfinefloors.com. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan Escott at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens were the better team last night. They built up a 4-1 lead. The Oilers rallied. The game, it was pretty clear early that there was a message being sent by the guys managing the game. It was Hudson's Bay rules out there, man. It was, you know, maybe from a different time. And well, wait a sec here. Maybe that's just the way it is. Maybe we haven't actually changed that much. But it was pretty clear early and evident in that hockey game last night that we were going to be in a situation where they weren't going to call a lot out of the gate. And it got to the point where it. Montreal is a very good five-on-five team for the first uh, 30 plus games of the season. Between Josh Anderson, who was terrific last night, Tyler Toffoli, and Brendan Gallagher, who the Canadians currently didn't have available, they have uh, three of the top 10 goal scoring forwards in the league in terms of uh, goals per 60 minutes play. They're a good five-on-five team. The Canadians are in the 20s on the power play in PK. The Edmonton Oilers went into last night's game third in the NHL on the power play. Uh, but in a game in which there weren't a lot of calls and there were a lot of liberties being taken, that favors the team. And again, I want to re- just reinforce, Montreal were the better team for large portions of last night's game. But if you're not going to call it, that's going to allow them to play in a certain manner. And the Canadians have a big, tough physical defense. We've talked about this ad nauseum during the course of this season. I'd like to get your thoughts. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Were you frustrated with some of the non-calls? The box-style lacrosse moves that were allowed uh, by the Canadians. There was a sequence with Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl threw three of the biggest hits you'll see this season. Got cross-checked or fouled about six or seven times. I had an American writer text me last night after the game and say, Stoff, you know, Drysettle's the reigning Hart Trophy winner, and he must have been cross-checked in one sequence alone by Shea Weber, who's been a terrific player in the past, like three or four times in front of a goal. And I mean hard cross-checks in the spine. The reigning Hart Trophy winner, and he can't get a call there. And then in the third period, Drysaddle goes in and fills a guy in on the power play with a with a hard hit, and he gets a call against him. And it was uh, one of those nights. And the the American writer said to me, "That's the difference 
between the National Hockey League and the NBA. The reigning NBA MVP, let's say it's LeBron James, because I think most of us would agree over the last 15 years he's been the best player in the world in basketball. He gets a lot of calls. He's allowed to occasionally travel. In the NFL, they protect the quarterbacks now. They didn't used to. When the Steelers were great in the 70s, the Steelers just used to beat the living crap out of teams. Their cornerbacks would sit there and basically be, you know, glue all over the opposition wide receivers off the line, you know, off the line and then beyond five yards down the field and interfering and all those other things. It was a game of intimidation. And the NFL opened itself up to offense because they sell the stars. Because when they do uh, graphics and boards to promote the games, they don't sit there and emphasize the rank-and-file player. You know, they're selling the Tom Brady's of the world, the Brett Favre's in the past and the John Elway's. When TSN and Sportsnet sit there and put a graphic up with the next upcoming game, and it involves the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl are going to be on that said graphic. Even with the Montreal Canadiens. They'll have Carey Price on there. They're probably not having Ben Sherrod or Joel Edmondson. But given the context of how the game is currently uh, overseen by the Peterborough group, that includes Colin Campbell, Mike Murphy, now Chris King, these guys see the game a certain way. And uh, there has been a tradition in hockey that star players have to play through it where other sports have maybe, some might say, have gotten softer and done, and focused more on emphasizing and selling their stars. I don't know. I, I, I think, and, and, here's, and here's the challenge that you got as a broadcaster. Allow me to suggest, there is a broadcast out there in the NHL that whines every game. I mean, a television broadcast in the league that winds every single game from start to finish. And they've got a player on their team that's one of the greasiest, dirtiest players in the NHL. But they they do not like it when they see a couple. they got a couple of the better. I'm not going to name the broadcast, but there's an Eastern Conference broadcast that winds from start to finish. My theory, even though the Oilers have Connor McDavid, and he might be the most fouled player in the league, and a difficult player for the officials to sort of manage because he's so skilled, so fast, and so good, I think you have to limit the amount of times you do it. So I want to know. I want to know what you think. Like, I mean, do you think that the way the game was managed last night influenced sort of ultimately outcome? And again, I say this believing that the Montreal Canadiens outplayed the Edmonton Oilers. They were the better team for large stretches, but. If that game has Edmonton with seven power plays and Montreal with four, and the Oilers with the number three ranked power play and the Canadians in the 20s on the power play in PK, are we having a different result? Are we having a different conversation today? And does maybe the philosophical approach, like Colin Campbell has power in this league. Colin Campbell speaks to Stephen Watt. Colin Campbell spoke yesterday in a uh, general manager's meeting about the elimination, uh, talking about cross-checking, and they got a call cross-checking. How many of you watched Shea Weber last night have diplomatic immunity as he cross-checked Leon Dreisaitl? Now, there's two ways to do it. You sit there and you play the political game behind closed doors, and you cannot whine if you're a general manager every game. you got to pick your spots. Maybe you do it three or four times. Maybe you pick up the phone today and call Stephen Walkham and say, this isn't acceptable. And then when the Oilers go back into Montreal, you put the call in again at that time. Maybe that's how you do it. The other way to do it, is to turn around and spear Shea Weber right you know where. 
Oh, and when Nick Suzuki's in front of your goal, you cross-check him in the back of the neck from behind. That might be the way to respond. I can tell you as a guy who grew up watching and, and, and caring about the Montreal Canadiens in the 1970s, the fans in Boston loved it when the Canadians were, uh, you know, uh, when Boston was physical with the likes of Guy Lafleur. Brad Park was a guy that could be dirty at times late in his career, okay? And he would stick his hip out on guys and his knee out on guys. Don Cherry would say he didn't specifically target Guy Lafleur, but if you watch those games in the late 70s between Boston and Montreal, Montreal had a lot of toughness. They did. Boston was really tough, too. O'Reilly, Jonathan, Guy Wensick, guys like that. But they also had other guys that were, you know, stick guys. They got their shots in. But that was in the late 1970s. Like, we're, are we in a different time? I, I don't know. So I'd like to get your thoughts. Text us at 780-496-0063. Because I, I think if the, the mindset was a little bit different, if there was a little bit more protection of the stars, and I, I'm saying this from an Edmonton-centric perspective because the Oilers have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, two guys that have been actual MVPs in the league. McDavid is the best player in the world. We know that. And this year he's been head and shoulders the best player in the world. I will say this. If they are not going to make a lot of penalty calls against that top four defense of the Montreal Canadiens, the Leafs, the Jets, and the Oilers are all going to be challenged to beat that team, which is why all season long I've said Montreal is going to have a puncher's chance come playoff time. And part of it is because how I see the league managed. And that's just the way it is. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll get to... Our Oilers now audio vault. Again, have at it. Text us. Give me your thoughts. Uh, was it a factor in last night's game? There were some good things that happened. We'll hit on some of the positives. We'll hit on some areas where Edmonton needs to get uh, better as well. At uh, twelve nineteen on Earth Day, you're listening to Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1220 in Edmonton. Let's get to some Ashley Fine Floors text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. The Don says, Bob, the non-calls last night were atrocious. However, a good lesson learned about the Oilers. They're not tough enough. I hate my team getting beat up. Get tough or go golfing. They abused McDavid and we let them. Holland needs to be a tougher manager. That one comes to us from the dawn. This text out of Edmonton, the poor officiating determined the outcome of last night's game. Why was the goal allowed when the Montreal player clearly kicked Smith's stick out of his hand? It should have been called interference. Well, some would say that's just good gamesmanship on the path of Josh Anderson. This text comes in saying, hey, Bob, wasn't a replay from a few years ago against Anaheim? Gets left, ruled the series, and the league allowed that crap. I don't have much faith it'll change, so we'll have to take the Messier approach. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, what if we were in normal time and the Oilers sat their stars because of set abuse and the crowd on the road didn't get a watch McDavid or Dreisaitl alive after paying their hard-earned dollars? Would the league uh, not call foul and say the stars have to play, even though stars in the NHL, in a way, are not allowed to play right now? Again, you can text us. 
780-496-0063. Yeah, we got got hot mics at home today. There's no question. Thank you for uh, pointing that out. Uh, Bob, the officiating last night was definitely a factor. If Shea Weber and company are called to begin with, the game changes. Uh, But as a result, they were not penalized. When it was let go, they continued down their dirty path. Uh, Again, keep texting us anytime, 780-496-0063. One more that I want to read here. Hmm. i got to work my way up. Bob, if the GMs would make a collective decision that the crackdown on the stars need to occur, it would occur. The problem is there aren't enough real star players that every team would benefit. There will always be a great majority of teams that will increase their odds of winning by being able to go after the stars. Therefore, the six or eight teams that have the stars could benefit by the rules being enforced stronger against superstar players. They don't have enough strong and strong enough voice. The majority of GMs in the NHL are happy with the way the game is played, and so it isn't changing. That's a, a sampling of some of the responses. We have hundreds of them right now. Uh, keep uh, keep bringing it. Do you think it influenced last night's game? Is it something that's got to improve? in time is it time for maybe a new voice in times of the disciplinary side on the national hockey league let me know what you think brendan escott has these thoughts what'd you think last night brendan uh, you know what frustrating to watch the uh you gotta expect it, it down the stretch and in the playoffs that this is is going to be the nature of the beast okay it's not new this year um but maybe what is new is is the inconsistency that with which you're seeing things get called and that's been all season long so now when you get to these games where things are extra important it, yeah it pissed me off to see how many times Leon Dreisaitl got cross-checked and felt it you could see in the body language it wasn't like he wore it across the pads he wore it across the spine he wore it across you know the chiropractic lumbar region so to speak so you know are you trying to protect the players or aren't you because I don't really understand at this point you know the role of the referee and they've buried themselves this year in my opinion if I can be frank about it yeah well it's uh, it's been an interesting one and I I do think you know you've got very limited amount of officials actually working in the Canadian division including a couple guys who I think are a couple of the weaker like we, we're not getting Wes McCauley in Canada who's one of the best reps in the game has got a great feel uh for the game um it's interesting with the Canadians because they had a softer skilled team. I, like when Pacioretty got hurt, like when they've had some of their better players hurt over the years, that has been where the like at the sponsorship level, like guys that were presidents of major companies that were Montreal based, may I add, got after the NHL. And it's it's so here's the situation. I'd say you got to give Mark Bergevin credit for building a big, heavy, tough defense. And ask yourself, what was Doug Armstrong doing moving away from that? Um, but again, if they're going to officiate the way they officiated last night, the Canadians, with the two options they have in goal when Price is healthy, Canadians are going to be tough to beat with that deep. All right, here we go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. Camoon call last night. All right, it was so much fun on Monday. Let's do it again. Here we go. And, yep, Chase on and Perry. They get the gloves off. Chase on trying to throw a right. He gets tied up. Perry gets tied up in there too. Chase on. Hold. 
holding Perry out. Perry will try to throw right. Doesn't work, and the two of them go down to the ice. Not a lot of actual punches thrown, but Petrie, give it to Kotkaniemi. He'll come in through the middle of the ice. Left side, Lekkinen scores! Arturi Lekkinen came off the left wing, went backhand right up top on the glove side of Smith. Tried to get it through, and that's broken up. And a pass up to McDavid. He'll split the D, a breakaway. McDavid scores! Connor McDavid! He got the long pass from Jones. He gets it past Allen, and it's 1-1. Period. Anderson comes in on the left wing. He's going to drive to the net. He scores! Oh, put it right on net. Loose puck to Foley scores. That got played right on goal to Mike Smith, and it goes right to Tyler Toffoli, and he fires it in. Well, that's the wrong guy to give the chance to. I mean, it's their leading goal scorer. This guy's having a heck of a year. Five-time 20-goal scorer in his career. He'll go to the blue line. Romanoff, his shot stick saved by Smith. Puck side of the net. Anderson will come out back and scores. On the right wing to Pugliarvi. Just in over the Montreal line to Dreisaitl. Now to McDavid. In front of the net, Nugent Hopkins scores! Ryan Nugent Hopkins got the pass in front of the net. It's a power play goal. Goes off a stick. Kept in by Barry to McDavid. His shot scores! McDavid let it go and hit something in front of the net. And the Oilers have cut the Montreal lead to 4-3. And here's Anderson. His stick snaps in half as he tried to shoot it in the empty net. The game will end. Montreal will hold on for a 4-3 win over the Edmonton Oilers. All right, so the Canadians were the better team last night. They were. Oilers battled hard right to the end. And a heck of a two-game series. Here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett summarizing the two games against the Canadians. Now they're both tight games. I, I thought we probably weren't as good for bigger parts of the game tonight as we were the other night. But they're, uh, you know, they're hard-fought games. Hard-fought games. You got to fight for every bit of ice. You know, I thought we were. There was parts of this game I thought we were behind. We weren't making enough plays, winning enough battles that uh, would allow us to play in the offensive zone more. Uh, agreed. Canadians were the better team. Now, Dave Tippett was asked about the interference call, which came at an inopportune time in an Oilers power play. After, by the way, the Oilers had five on four. Nugent Hopkins went to retrieve the puck in the corner, got cleaved to the ice right in front of the ref. Should have been a five on three. No call. And then Settle completed a check. Here was and uh, got called for interference. Given what Leon had gone through last night, it was somewhat surprising. Dave Tippett had these comments on his reaction to the interference call on Settle. An interference call on a guy that just passed the puck in a body check that, that's yeah. that's it's i don't know it is what it is i'm not going to comment on the referees that was that was uh, i'll just leave it at that <laughs> we're all acknowledging the canadians were the better team again if it's if the game is officiated in a different matter does Edmonton get six or seven power plays and Montreal get three or four? Because the Oilers had to fight through a lot last night in front of that goal. It was, uh, you know, no country for old men hockey. Front of the net, Vance from the high desert in northeast Colorado has texted us to say, referee belligerence, Bob. This is why I keep screaming. It's a rule book, not a suggestion book. Interesting. Or an interpretation book. Louis DeBras coming up at 1235 after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.